hello. For those of you that have missed the podcast, uh, I don't want to say it is back, but I don't want to say that it's not. We don't know yet. Um, the reason that it has been away for as long as it has is because I moved house and we've moved into a very, very new area, um, which was super rural and had no internet whatsoever. Like, even as you drove through it, there was no, like, 3G or anything. It's been pretty bad for a blogger uh, to not have any kind of internet at all outside of the really not amazing Wi-Fi that we've had to put up with. We've got this weird kind of, like... Um, In fact, I think probably in one of the last podcasts we ever recorded, I probably mentioned this, uh, saying that it may have been a bit of a spanner in the works, and it has been. Uh, We've got a cableless broadband. Um, It's a really strange one. I don't entirely understand it, but I suppose it's the same as any other mobile broadband, but it's not amazing. Uh, To the fact that they've actually come to us recently and said, it's not that great. We are going to let everyone out of their contract so that when BT or Sky come into the area, you're free to go. So, fingers crossed that's not that long away, but in the meantime, Emma and I thought we would do a little test and record separately uh, through kind of like a phone call or something like that, and then record our voices, put them together later on. That was the plan, we were going to do that today, or we're going to, it was just a very, very last minute, let's give this a go kind of thing. Um, and since I am here and set up, I thought I would do a little bit of a check-in. So, although Emma's not ready and we can't do it right now, I was kind of in the zone and I wanted to talk to you guys give you a little bit of an update as to why we went away for so long. It wasn't that we didn't enjoy doing the podcast, um, although it is kind of difficult to get two people together separately to record it, um, because obviously we've got our own stuff going on. It's kind of tricky to sort it out logistic-wise, but we always really, really enjoyed recording it, and it was a great excuse for us to do a little bit of a weekly catch-up as well, so we'd have a little bit of a Skype beforehand, and then we would always find ourselves at some point during that call being a bit like, okay, we probably should actually get on with the podcast now. Quite frequently, Emma would start a conversation and I would say, whoa, hang on, save it for the podcast. This is too good to waste on just talking to me. Um, So like I say, today we're just going to have a little chat, just me, and um, maybe next week, maybe we may have figured out a way of bringing the podcast back. Um, But as always, it is just pretty much nonsense chat. We are not changing to any specific kind of formula. I know that lots of people have started podcasts in the interim and there's loads of amazing ones out there with really formal formats and they have guests and they have uh, really informative information. Informative information, mm. they are very informative. Uh, We are not those podcasts. This is just two of us wanting to chat about whatever it is we want to chat about. pretty much kind of our videos but in a podcast and sometimes together um all all of the time together up until now if you would be interested in potential solo filler podcasts that may be easier or maybe one of us with someone else if we happen to be with that person we could potentially um have kind of a a guest instead of the m or the carry okay so let's get on to a topic Um, And as is usually the way that this works for us. But because I'm on my own, I thought I would talk a little bit about something that I tweeted earlier in the week. And it is anxiety. Something that I have partly not talked about for a long time because I didn't identify the symptoms in myself until this year. But also, more than that, I don't really want to talk about it. I don't feel like I want to talk about it because I feel like it won't be taken very seriously. I feel like it comes across as attention-seeking or... Um, just not very genuine and 
part of me wants to say the reason for that is there is a trend when it comes to anxiety. Everyone seems to have anxiety and because of that, I definitely wasn't taking it very seriously. I thought lots of people were maybe not suffering and jumping on the bandwagon um, and, you know, nobody will ever know whether or not that's the case. However, I think that because that's the perception that I had, I was worried that people would have that perception about me. And on the one hand, people talking about things a lot, a little bit like veganism, um, people talking about one subject that is very important to them um, and it becoming kind of a, a fad or a trend that people want to talk about. Not in that it's kind of a, a, a non-serious fad, but a fad in that people are talking about it right now. Um, I think that the more people talk about it, the less seriously it's taken because people start to think, oh, you know, everyone's got anxiety, everyone's got this, everyone's got that. And so they don't really think it's real. And I definitely fell into that trap. And because of that, I didn't think that it was even really a thing. I didn't think that it was something that I wanted to say that I suffered from because it just seems like, I don't know, it seems like something everyone's saying that they've got. But I suffered what I think was my first panic attack last week. And um, I mean, it's, I obviously don't want to get into kind of personal circumstances and things, but over the past year, things have kind of piled up and I've become less and less able to deal with day-to-day -day stress. I would say that there are large issues that I have that I um, stifle and don't want to address and don't want to talk about because I don't really like to worry and stress out about something that I can't control. And because of that, I've spoken about that in a blog post earlier um, this year, because of that, because of the need to be positive all the time and the feeling that I shouldn't really be expressing any negative feelings, the the whole thing of, you know, if people are negative, they are toxic and you need to get them out of your life. This whole, this, I feel, comes hand in hand with the anxiety thing. Everyone is seeing positivity, positivity, positivity and negativity, we can't take it. We can't accept it. We've been indoctrinated into this always thinking positive attitude that when we have any kind of negativity to deal with we don't know what to do with it and so I think partly that is to blame for the huge amount of people that are coming out and talking about anxiety and saying that they suffer from symptoms some people would have suffered regardless of their lifestyle regardless of what era they were born into um, but social media has definitely made it worse and so on the one hand it seems like oh my god you know statistically it's very unlikely all these people have anxiety all of a sudden well it probably is because of the dawn of social media and the fact that social media is everywhere and we're attached to it all of the time um although it seems like a high amount our lives are different you know the world is not the same as it was 10 years ago and so yeah okay maybe less people were open about suffering with anxiety but genuinely maybe less people suffered with anxiety 10 years ago than they do right now hard to say all speculation but you know what i'm saying um, I definitely was very sceptical about it and since suffering some symptoms that I have identified personally, you know, I'm not diagnosed, but what I think is anxiety, I'm taking it a little bit more seriously and I'm looking into what it could be in my life that's causing it and I personally think that pushing down those issues that are larger, that I'm like, well, you know, I can't deal with this because I... I don't, I, there's nothing I can do. That is a big thing for me. If there's a problem, if there is um, an issue that I cannot resolve, 
I decide that I'm not going to be worried about it. I'm not going to be stressed out about it because what can I do? And I do think that partly that is true. You know, if you're in a traffic jam, if you're going to be late, there is absolutely no point in freaking out in the car. The chances are, you know, when people say, you know, you get out of the wrong side of bed, that's 100% true. The whole thing of like the power of positive thinking, it, it comes down to, in my opinion, um, it's more the law of attraction to the negative than to the positive. Like if you think everything's going to go badly, I do think things tend to go badly. Uh, and I think that, that that is probably why I've lived so long trying to not let, you know, not sweat the small stuff. But that kind of developed into this thing where I, I don't really address the big stuff if I can't deal with that either. And that's not really a healthy way to be. And I think that that has almost caused like a larger issue for me because now I have to deal with the small stuff and I can't. I don't know what it is, but I really, really have struggled. Um, so I spoke a little bit about it. You know, that was the longest intro to this ever, but I spoke a little bit about it on Twitter and lots of people were um, very, very supportive and spoke about it kind of manifesting its, itself in different ways in different people. So I found it really difficult to breathe. I was, like my heart was beating so fast and I just couldn't take a deep breath. And I thought, I don't know how to deal with this situation. And it could be something so simple. Um, and I just found it almost impossible. And I was speaking to someone at work about it and just said, you know, I'm feeling awful and I don't really know what this is. And she'd said that and this is someone that I speak to all the time and would never have known she'd said that um she takes medication because if she doesn't she can't function very well basically she would get stressed out about the tiniest tiniest minutia of her life if she didn't take this medication and I would have had absolutely no idea it's definitely something that I've been nervous of in the past in the past because I've had family members who have um, had to go on to kind of antidepressants and things like that and it's something that I think you push down and you decide you think you can think yourself better um, but you don't necessarily need to it's not a terrible thing this is someone I interact with all the time had no idea that she had any kind of issues very very happy person not someone that I would have said was uh, you know she didn't behave in a different way she didn't there's no identifying features which is something that I always worried about that I would be like super super happy or super super down or just kind of obviously different um if I took medication to control something but no she she's not like that at all and she kind of made me feel a little bit better about maybe seeking some kind of medical advice um I remember when I had Ella and this is kind of I don't even know if I've spoken about this before but when I had Ella uh, I suffered with postnatal depression but it wasn't I, it wasn't diagnosed as postnatal depression, but I know that I saw a counsellor. It feels like a thousand years ago. She's just turned 12 um, and it feels really like forever ago. But I saw a counsellor and then I used to have weekly catch-ups with her on the phone and we spoke about my mental health. And because it wasn't really a thing then, like now it would be mental health. I didn't even know the term mental health 12 years ago. That was not something that was on my radar um, I just remember having to go to this person and then speaking to them and them asking me on a scale of one to ten how much I wanted to kill myself that week. It didn't feel useful to me at the time because I never felt that way. I never felt suicidal. I didn't feel like we were really talking through the issues. My main issues when I had um, Ella were that we 
didn't bond in the same way that everyone says that you will. And so people say that you'll have this immediate rush and you've never loved anyone as much as you've loved this child and you'll have this instant bond. And I didn't have that instant bond. And part of it may have been that I was 19. Part of it may have been that I had an emergency C-section. And so the birthing process was not conducive to that in initial bond that people talk about, that, that same rush. Um, it was all very uh, sterile and kind of distanced. I don't know. No one's ever going to know that. Um, but I do know that there was an initiative at the time to give people counselling rather than antidepressants. And I was very, very thankful after the fact that that was the case. Because although I went to the counselling, I didn't feel like it did anything. I think that probably it just kind of subsided over time. Or maybe that initial counselling session was all I needed. Who knows? Or the fact that people knew that I'd been to this counsellor, um, maybe then I talked to other people, it's very difficult to remember. But I was very, very thankful after the fact that I didn't have to have this medication because all I knew was that people got hooked on it and it became, you know, a different, it made you different. And I didn't want that. So this has always been in my mind of this kind of, oh wow, I, you know, I got away with that years and years ago. And I've always been very nervous when I've had my kind of down periods um, of, going to a doctor because I don't want to get into that kind of cycle of medication but as the people on Twitter the lovely people on Twitter were telling me there are so many different ways to deal with it and you need to identify your own triggers I haven't managed to do that yet this is all very new to me um, but I kind of wanted to talk about it because although you hear a lot of people talk about it I I don't hear a lot of people talking about the discovery. I hear a lot of people talking about the fact that they have anxiety um, and there are issues surrounding that but you don't get a lot of people talking about having anxiety and not really, you know, still being in that initial phase of how do I deal with this? Um, and so on the one hand I want to talk about it and say if, if you're like me and you kind of didn't take it seriously, thought people would not take you seriously, um, we're on the same page right now. Let's discuss it come to Twitter, talk to me, and we will have a little chat about how you're feeling because it's a really, it's, it's very lonely to think I'm going through this and I don't want to talk to someone about it. Um, especially if it's involving people that you normally would go to. Let's say you had a major issue with a best friend or something, someone that normally would be your rock, normally would be the person that you went to to confide in with any issue. Let's say they were the issue. It's then difficult to not have anyone to be able to share that with and so if you feel like you want to talk about it I am all ears um, and my information for Twitter will be in the show notes of this podcast so please feel free to come and chat um, but also I kind of just wanted to open up a discussion and for those of you that have suffered or think you are suffering and you've identified your triggers and you've found ways of dealing with it I would love to hear from you because I'm definitely still in that phase of like how how do you do this um like I say, I know that I'm pushing down stuff that I should be dealing with. And that is probably step one for me would be to just start dealing with things. Start, I mean, how do you deal with something that you can't solve? That's my main problem. But maybe just start allowing myself to be upset about something that I can't fix. And so rather than having just a full on meltdown about something minor, I would just be a little bit sad when all of the things happened. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but at, at this point in my life, I could cry at anything. It doesn't even have to be sad. 
I feel so emotional. I remember watching, I think this is hilarious in fact, and if you are feeling a little bit down, I would highly recommend that you check this out on YouTube. Kristen Bell, Kristen Bell, Kristen Bell, Kristen Bell. I'm going with Kristen Bell. Um, she is obsessed with sloths and she went on the Ellen show and shared uh, a video that her husband Dax Shepard had filmed of her when he surprised her for her birthday with a sloth. It is amazing. Again, I don't know whether or not I can add links like that, but if I can, I will put it in the show notes and I will definitely post it on Twitter the moment I finished this and I will make it my pinned tweet or whatever it is so you can go and see it. It is amazing. And she says in that video that if she, like she, she's always really, really emotional. She said something like if she's like a, a three to a seven on the emotional scale, she's kind of okay. But anything more than a seven and anything less than a three, she's crying. And I totally get that. I've probably got a smaller gap than that. I'm probably like a, I don't know, like a four to a five or something. So it can be literally anything. It can be a sad song on the radio. If I try and sing any kind of Celine Dion ballad in the car, I'm in floods of tears before I get to work, which is like a five minute drive. I was watching Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because it was Roald Dahl Day this week, um, which is the anniversary of Roald Dahl's birthday, for those of you that don't know. And we were watching Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with the kids. And the moment that Charlie gets the golden ticket, floods of tears. I only have to hear the fact, like, just that kind of emotion. I could cry right now thinking about it. Just that emotion. Um, I can't take it. I would cry straight away. I spoke on Instagram about maybe going to visit the 9-11 museum in New York. I'm going to New York with a friend in November and she would love to visit. Now the memorial is moving. I've been there several times and I think it's amazing. I could sit there all day and take it in. It is, I, I mean, again, obviously I could sit there and cry because we've established I'm a crier, but I don't know if I could go into the museum. And I talked about this on Instagram and the different responses that I got kind of I mean, some people just aren't going to be that emotional. Some people are going to be able to go around it and be like, wow, this is really um, important. This is, you know, I, I totally understand so much more about the situation. I feel like I've learned something. I've taken something in. And some people will just not be able to do it. And I think that I am one of those people. I know that sounds completely ridiculous with no context, which I think a couple of people took it like that. Like, I know that it sounds insane to say, do you think I can handle going into this museum? But I have read transcripts of calls from these people and I am in floods of tears just sitting in my dressing gown at home, happen to find something on Twitter, cannot cope with that. And that's not even my emotion. It just takes any amount of news to read at the moment and I'm gone. So I've often kind of put that down to potentially like hormonal imbalance. You know, I also have a full beard. So maybe that is actually a thing. Um, I thought maybe that's that's the problem. Maybe it's not um, anxiety. Maybe it's not a, a potential depressive thing. Maybe it's actually a hormonal imbalance. And I, I'm still, that's still a potential. I've had blood tests and apparently not. But I, I still kind of like that idea more than I like the anxiety. Um, because like I say, it can go either way. Happy stuff, sad stuff doesn't have to mean anything at all but I do feel like once a week I could have a really really big cry like you know really loud running all the taps in the bathroom kind of cry and I don't think that that is entirely normal but 
I would love to hear from you. I would love for you to tell me if you feel the exact same way. Um, I'm very interested in the way that astrology affects us emotionally because I do tend to find that whenever I've been having a really low period, people start tweeting about Mercury in retrograde or something crazy like that. Hang on, I have a drink here and I just just need a little sip before my ice melts completely. Gin and tonic, if you're wondering. Um, yeah, this whole like astrological thing, I'm not sure whether or not it's real. I'm not sure whether it's completely legit, but whenever I've been feeling really, really low, someone always tweets something astrological. Now, again, I would love for you to tell me if you think that you are affected by these things, because I definitely do. I think that there's something to it. And maybe if I was tracking these things, I could plan accordingly. Um, because of the method of birth control that I use, contraception, contraception, birth control, whatever, um, because of that, I don't actually have periods. And so I can't track my hormonal cycle. Um, you know, normally when someone will say, oh, you know, I was feeling really down and then I got my period. I, I have no idea, not a clue, um, because god I've barely had one in my entire adult life because I've always had some method of contraception um that just wipes them out completely whether it be the injection or the coil whatever um and so that's kind of difficult for me as well I don't really know where I'm at on the hormonal cycle at any given moment and that might be a useful thing for me uh but yeah the the whole the whole astrological thing is definitely of interest to me um but going back to the initial point I know we've just kind of blabbered along because I really don't have a specific point to make here um I just kind of wanted to chat about the subject more because I want the back and forth I want to kind of chat to you guys and hear what you have to say about it if you want to talk some more about it if we get some really good points then I would love to do kind of a follow-up but like I say I haven't got this is not I'm not I do not have this figured out I am a mess right now um and it's something that I kind of wanted to chat with you as a solo podcast since I have the floor um because it's not something that everybody necessarily wants to share and it's the same as anything else you know sometimes we will get a topic and I'm totally on board with let's talk about this I'm you know I want to chat about this and not everybody wants to share that so I didn't want to put that onto Emma because she may not be um either feeling the way that I do I hope not um or maybe she wouldn't want to share if she was and so I kind of thought I would take this solo opportunity to chat about something that's quite personal for me but I would like the um, kind of discussion to continue on social media. So that would be awesome. Now I thought we would end on a question because we always used to do that. It feels like a throwback. And I asked for some questions on Instagram and I got one um, that I particularly liked. In fact, I got, I may do two, but let's start with this one. Laura, look at my clothes on Instagram asks, how do you juggle work, kids, blogging and YouTube on top of everyday life? <laughs> she actually wrote everyday life stiff. And then was very quick to correct herself to stuff, life stuff, not life stiff. Okay, so I've had this question a lot, as you can imagine. This is like seven and a half years on YouTube. Um, and number one, early on especially, because I used to put out so much content. Once upon a time, I think I had about five videos a week, a blog post every day. It was crazy. Um, I was very, very committed back in the day. Uh, and... 100% I could not have done anything like that had Lee not been um, so hands-on with the children and just the house and everything in general. Lee's a cleaner 
he, he isn't a cleaner. Um, although he did say he would, you know, be totally up for that as an occupation because he really enjoys the cleaning. Um, but he, you know, he's great with the house. <laughs> I'm going to have to have another drink because I've just <laughs> inhaled some dust. I'm actually recording this. Oh my goodness, I just spoiled some ice. That's not going to help. I'm actually recording this in the shed at the bottom of the garden, which is basically a bar. If you haven't seen my vlogs and seen the bar, yeah, that's where I am right now, which is kind of crazy. But maybe at some point I'll do a little Insta story and let you know what is going on. But anyway, so Lee's really great with the kids and with the house and stuff. And so I think people assume that the woman does everything. All the childcare, all the housework, all of everything. And if that were the case then I can see why this question comes up so often. But as has come up so often in the past few years, would someone ask that question to a man? If I were a male YouTuber with a family and a job and whatever else, and I was YouTubing and blogging and podcasting and doing whatever else I was doing, would anyone ask me how I juggled it all? I don't think that they would. I think that it really does come down to the fact that we all assume I'm doing everything and I'm not. No one would assume that Lee was doing everything. So why do we assume that the woman is doing everything? It's kind of crazy, isn't it? And I, that's never been our relationship. It's always been, if anything, I am the stereotypical man in our relationship. I'm the beer drinker. He's the the Coke or the, you know, whatever it would be, the uh, lime and soda or whatever drinker, whatever would be a stereotypical female drink. Whenever we go to the bar, or if we, whenever we go out to dinner, we are always served our drinks in the wrong order. Um, and so, you know, it all comes down to what people assume. Um, and it's not, it's just not my job to juggle everything, is the thing. It's not my, it's not all my problem. And if you look at it like that, it's kind of obvious how I juggle it all because I'm not alone. It's not just me. Although Lee's not editing my videos, he's not taking my pictures, he's not doing anything of that. He is doing a lot of other stuff. Plus, I only work part-time. I used to work full-time and do this, which is crazy to me now. I was so much better at time management, and that is a big, big thing. Um, I used to have to be so strict with myself. I used to really not do a tremendous amount other than this. I was very, very... I just... I, I don't want to say I loved it more, um, but there was definitely something more to it that I loved that there isn't now. Um, it's not quite got that same excitement to it that it had once upon a time I think the engagement is down which is a big thing I think that that's part of the reason that me uh, and Emma or Emma and I really really enjoyed the podcast because it always spurred on some kind of discussion later on um it always was you know something to chat about for the rest of the week and we really really enjoyed that because engagement is everything if you're not seeing some kind of feedback then why are you doing it why are you putting out that video why are you blogging about whatever it is why are you writing that why are you taking those pictures if no one's ever going to see them and unless you get a comment it doesn't feel like anyone saw them you could have thousands and thousands and thousands of likes on instagram i would rather have the comments than the likes because the likes don't really mean anything it's just numbers you know you could have um a million subscribers on youtube if no one ever comments what is the point there is none. There just isn't. You need that. Um, and so I think maybe once upon a time, that's that's what there was that there maybe isn't quite so much anymore of. Um, but that's not the question that you asked. The question that you asked was how I juggle it all. And the answer is I don't. I don't juggle it all. Um, I juggle it with Lee. And 
I, the stuff that I do do that I sit and edit and write and do whatever it is, I just genuinely really, really enjoy it. And a lot of the time I don't realize how long I've been doing it for. What I have been thinking recently is what I need to do is set a timer. So as soon as I start working at home, because when you're at home, it's difficult to differentiate between work and play. Um, I have thought I may start setting a timer so that I time how much of my week I'm really working from home because sometimes it feels like you've not done anything um, and it's just taking you so much longer than you expected and so you maybe worked you know still your 30 40 hours that you think you work um, but you haven't put out as much as you have on a previous week or maybe you're not doing enough you know I think it would be useful for me as someone who works from home uh, to get something like that together so that I can kind of more monitor how much time I'm really spending but I definitely don't spend as much time as I used to and um, once upon a time it was massively massively down to the support of Lee that that, you know I got as far as I did Um, so you know big thanks big thanks to Lee who will never listen to this he never watches the videos he watches the vlogs you know the, the travel vlogs but he never watches the normal vlogs he never watches my regular videos and he definitely has never listened to one of these podcasts um, which does not bother me at all. Emma and I spoke about that actually because um, I believe that Chris has always listened to the podcast that Emma and I have recorded together. Very supportive husband and all. But I think that I would slightly censor myself. You know, if I always knew a certain someone was going to be watching a video or a certain someone was going to be listening to a podcast, I would always worry that I would kind of censor myself or be different because I'd be talking to that person rather than just into the abyss which definitely for me makes, it makes me more open to just, I'm sitting outside in a shed right now talking to myself. I could be talking to anyone, any one of you could be someone that I know, you know, any of one of you could be a bully from school and I have no idea. And so I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to a stranger, which makes it a lot easier for me. Um, God, I am great at going off on tangents. I'm certain that when we do this and it's Emma and, I was going to say Emma and Kai, Emma and Kai talking in the third person, um, I'm sure that she must bring me back from these crazy tangents. But because it is just me, I decided I'm just going to go for it and we're not going to have a tremendous amount of editing in this, if any. I'm just going to join some clips together because I hate to edit. I hate to edit chat. Um, And so this is how we're going to do it. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We will manage to do this together yet separately in future weeks I have so missed podcasting um but like I said at the beginning if you would be into us potentially sometimes being together sometimes being solo and sometimes being with other people this sounds wrong but you know what I'm saying if you would be uh, interested in it being the Em and Kai podcast but sometimes it's Em and Kai sometimes it's Em sometimes it's Kai and sometimes we have guests then let me know because I do think that is more sustainable. Let's say every month we manage to get one in together um, and then the rest of them we just kind of like fill with whatever we can. I definitely think that that is more something that we could probably do every single week um, because it can get really, really tricky to do it at the same time. So yeah, let me know. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, I can't promise there'll ever be another one of these, but subscribe anyway, you know, just for fun. Um, and if we ever come back and we get, get it together to be on a weekly basis, yeah, who knows? We'll see. Um, but for now I'll say goodbye and I will see you guys 
maybe next week <laughs>